Are you ready for the weekend yet? We have events, news, and a guest for you to enjoy this Lake Life weekend. Hey, welcome to another episode of Lake Life Weekend Podcast. I'm Dirk, I'm your host, and thank you for listening to us. Again, I'm really excited about today's interview. Actually, you have no idea because it took me really two years to get this appointment in the box. And today I am recording the full story of Zorbis at the Lake um, with the son of the founder. Tom Hansen founded the company 50 years ago. And it was a big, big, big year at celebration. Lots of changes have happened in the, in the past decade. And Cole Hansen is the owner of Lake Life Hospitality Group, which operates a total of 15 restaurants in Minnesota. And I mean, if Zorbis isn't uh, the Lake Life that we know and celebrate, <coughs> I don't know what else is. Um, so I'm very proud and happy to have Cole here with me later in this interview. So stay tuned for the full story. And also, question. Were you able to come to Vergas last weekend? We had a really, really nice turnout. Thank you for whoever came to the Vergas Open Air at the ball field. It was um, a nice, nice concert all evening, all night. And um, we just felt it was really good. Please let us know your feedback. Let us know how you liked it, what you did not like, um, because we would like to do it again. Uh, it should be an annual happening at the ball field there and um, we need your feedback uh, to to do that it would greatly uh, would be greatly appreciated so yeah um, please also email us with any concerns questions ideas for our um, community the lake life weekend community is still growing and we are very happy about that we're working actually on our next uh, fall magazine it's going into print this week and we will have it in a couple of weeks it will be out and about everywhere where you uh, regularly pick it up if you would like us to to mail one to you we will send it in the in the mail um, email us hello at lakelifeweekend.com we will make sure that you have your brand new fall copy of the lake life weekend magazine yeah i actually have nothing else to add go to our daily updated event schedule lakelifeweekend.com and enjoy our program here with us this week, Paul Hansen, the owner of the Zorbis Group, Lake Life Hospitality Group from Detroit Lakes. Yeah, thank you. Have a great weekend ahead. Hello and welcome to our interview part. I'm here with Cole Hansen. Hi, Cole. Hello, Dirk. Cole is the son of Tom Hansen, the founder of the very first Zorbis. And today, Cole is the CEO and um, head of the Lake Life Hospitality Group, which owns a total of 15 restaurants in the state of Minnesota, correct? That's, that's correct, yeah. yes. And um, I'm very happy to have Cole with me here. Uh, I met him actually, a little um, disclaimer, three years ago, I think, for the very first time pretty much right before we had our first expo. Yeah, that's, that sounds right. I approached you and I won you over to, to be part of our little lake life storytelling. 
And uh, I remember very clear uh, after we met, I asked you if I could, I have this new podcast project and I asked you if uh, I could interview you and you said absolutely no. <laughs> and I was, <laughs> no, and I was like really sad actually. And uh, I think I never gave up. And just <laughs> two weeks ago, I asked you again and you said yes. And you're really making my day today because I have been actually foreign to this Zorbis uh, lifestyle for majority of my life because I'm not from here. Most people know I'm from Germany and uh, when I moved to Detroit Lakes area I had really no idea what this Zorbis thing was all about but everybody was talking about it and said hey have you been to Zorbis yet? Have you gone? I was like, so, I was like no I haven't. I, 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 what is it? And they said oh yeah it's that great place. I was like okay what, what pe Mexican pizza? I was like me Ah, Mexican and pizza. I like, didn't really uh, work well for me, I must admit. Um, uh, only in America, but... <laughs> <laughs> what if they would have said sauerkraut pizza? Would that have been better? Uh, good question. <laughs> Actually, I don't like sauerkraut, so no. But you may have one on your menu. We do. Uh, you do? Yeah. <laughs> so I should try that for sure. <laughs> no, I... I, uh, I went there and uh, actually after I went there, I went there more often um, because I really enjoyed um, the atmosphere and obviously the energy and um, it was a place where I could listen to music and see happy people and I, I totally got it. So well, thanks, Dirk. I, I appreciate it. We kind of like to describe Zorbis as a pontoon ride. Um, it's the conditions may not always be perfect, but the, it'll always be lively and you'll have a f and you should have a fantastic time. Very cool. <laughs> uh, I, I like that analogy. I, I really like to speak in pictures too, and I like that. Well, thanks. Yes. Well, it's great to be here with you, Dirk. Yeah, I mean, you are one of the most interesting men in Detroit Lakes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> kind of like the the Spotten uh, Optimator uh, <laughs> representative in the greater uh, northern Minnesota area. Mm. Kind of the, uh, the, the Dos Equis, uh, <laughs> the Dos Equis representative from Western Germany. <laughs> I really love your space here too, Dirk. Thank I know that uh, I'm sure the listeners haven't been, uh, maybe a, a picture hasn't been painted of of kind of the cool little spot that you've created here in Perm. It's awesome. Thank you. Um, it's very welcoming and, and stylish with kind of an infusion of, uh, of classic German sensibility. So. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I, when I come into this office, I always think it cannot get more New York loft style in Perm ever, and I like our workspace here. Too. No, that's a great that's a great way to describe it. This place <laughs> it's it's cool. It's really cool. I recommend people to stop in and, and check it out right in Main Street, Perm. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Um, today I was gonna explore with you because we have a very special year for you and your group. It's the fiftieth anniversary of Zorbis. Your father founded. Um, it, the first location in Detroit Lakes in, in 1969. He did, he did. And uh, I was gonna talk history, um, I was gonna talk uh, contemporary, and then maybe you give us uh, a glimpse of uh, what the future for uh, the restaurants may look like. I know you also just opened a new location in Alexandria, Lure, so you are a combination of hospitality establishments, or like a, a number of them. So um, most interesting though, I find, um, and maybe that's where we begin. How is it to grow up uh, with a Z? Yeah, I mean, you are, <laughs> you are, you have been practically in with with Zorbis your whole life. That's all you know. No, that's not all you know. But you know what I mean. No, fundamentally, it's really all I've all I've done um, professionally my entire life. And I started in the business at a very very young age. Um, but wait, before please. and I know <laughs> you also lived. You didn't live in Minnesota all your life. 
tell us if uh, how much you want to share like where before we talk about your dad mm -hmm. and you run the company for 12 years now you you mentioned as the CEO and you've probably built it up to significantly growth compared to what your father started but uh, tell us about you where are you actually from or where, how do you feel that you're from Minnesota you're from California well I'll start I'll kind of start with um, my parents origin story it okay. may be best uh, and my mom and my dad founded Zorba's in 1969 but prior to that my my dad was born in Detroit Lakes um, he was um, born and raised just uh, near Lake Melissa and for those of you that aren't familiar with Lake Melissa it's just uh, south of Detroit Lakes um, where the first Zorba's started and He was born there in 1945. Um, he was uh, raised there his entire life. And when he got to uh, college to earn additional money, he, um, he had an older brother who went out to Southern California to become a cameraman for NBC. And he said, hey, you know, Tommy, my father's name, why don't you, uh, why don't you come out to Southern California during your breaks and um, sell some cars, make some extra money, then buy a car, drive it back to Minnesota, um, sell it to make some additional cash. That was obviously things were different then, and and you could you could you know drive a car to Southern California and uh, sell it, and then buy another car and drive it to Minnesota and sell it and make a little bit of money and pay your tuition at Moorhead State and scrape by. So my dad was um, he was at Moorhead State and he was um, going out to Southern California during breaks and in the summer to work at a car dealership um, in the uh, in the mid '60s, and then he, ultimately he met my mom on the uh, on the. Um, in Manhattan Beach, California. My mom grew up in El Segundo, um, which is a suburb of LA. They met, um, They uh, he courted her, and she denied his advances many, many times. He obviously then <laughs> broke her down, and they ultimately uh, got married um, in, uh, in Minnesota. Actually, they got married in Southern California in, in El Segundo in 1969. Um, but prior to that, uh, my dad My mom did move back to Minnesota um, to be closer to my father, and she was a dental assistant at the local uh, dental office in Detroit Lakes. Okay. And then my dad became a teacher, um, so he was teaching at the high school. Really? So in the late 60s, uh, she was a dental assistant. He was, uh, he was teaching, and he wasn't sure if that's um, kind of what he wanted to do for a long, um, on a long-term basis. So he sold my mom's Volkswagen Bug and, um, and took out a loan from the bank with the help of my uh, my grandfather, my mom's dad, and bought Zorba's um, on the city beach in Detroit Lakes for $17,000. Oh, there was a Zorba's existing? No, he excuse me, it was a candy shop oh. when he bought it, um, and then he converted it into Zorba's okay. uh, for the, um, in the spring of 1969 for our, first, for our first summer season. And where he kind of saw the opportunity there was, um, that was... Oh wait, a candy uh, shop, $17,000 is a lot of money in 1969. It was, I, I could pop out my inflation calculator, but <laughs> I won't. Um, I don't know what that would convert to now. Maybe uh, maybe a like hundred grand? Oh, wow, still, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's a lot of money. Something like that? Wow. Let me see. What Wasn't is, a good running in 1969, what, would a, what did a Corvette sell for in 1969? Maybe four grand? Maybe three or four grand? Maybe I should speak. What did a Porsche <laughs> sell for in 1969? You know, let's say, Ten. yeah, <laughs> I don't know. maybe that was three or four thousand yeah. dollars. So, and now yeah. they're 60 or 70. Yeah. So, I mean, it was maybe the equivalent of, yeah, 80, 90 grand wow. at the time. Okay. Um, Quite a so risk. So he, he scraped that together. What he, where he saw an opportunity though, and um, Detroit Lakes had a very visionary mayor at the time. And, um, and they certainly still do and have had many visionary mayors between then and now, but um, who really drove the vision of putting a city beach 
in at Detroit Lakes and how that could be a differentiator for the community and how it could you know, help drive additional tourism and separate it from some of the other communities that Detroit Lakes was competing with. Um, mm. Your Alexandria's, your Bemidji's, mm. um, Grand Rapids, the Brainerd Lakes area. Mm. So he put in that, so um, you know, he kind of lifted that vision and, and you know, took it to the top of the mountain, had that city beach put in. And you know, obviously it, it um, really elevated the appeal of Detroit Lakes and mm-hmm. in, and really um, propelled the tourism industry in the town. Um, and that's kind of what my dad had, had uh, thought would happen. So he took advantage of the opportunity to buy the candy store and he converted it into uh, Zorba's. And um, the name, why he chose the name Zorba's, there was a popular movie in the 60s starring Anthony Quinn. Yeah. Um, and it was called Zorba the Greek. And uh, the character played by Anthony Quinn loved to have a great time. He was fun loving, he was carefree. And that was the personality that my dad wanted to infuse into his little uh, northern Minnesota um, beer bar. Uh, he, he also thought the name was um, easy to remember, hard to forget, to kind of burn on the brain. Uh-huh. Um, so to kind of as a little um, marketing stunt, I guess, Qu- for lack of a better term. marketing stunt. So that, yeah, so that was in 19, so that was in 69. And at the time, uh, then my dad submitted his uh I think he may have taught for one or two more years. What well, did he teach? He taught speech, oh. and he was the uh, debate coach at the high school. Oh, that's where the creativity um, maybe come from. And he taught for maybe a year or two longer, and then he um, then he submitted his resignation because uh, he thought there was an opportunity in a um, kind of a growing ski town in California known as Mammoth. I don't know if you're familiar with Mammoth. It's I'm a not. couple hours from L.A., um, but it's kind of it's like. Um, it's similar to Tahoe, yeah, um, but a, a slightly smaller scale, or uh, or you know any any of the uh, multiple resorts in Colorado, just on, on a smaller scale. But it was kind of on on the cusp of, of exploding as well, or so my dad thought. So he moved off to Mammoth and he bought a little piece of property there, and he was going to build. And he decided to build a restaurant um, in Mammoth. And to do this, he ordered a kit. I don't know if these things exist now. Um, you can order a kit to build a restaurant. From really? scratch. So <laughs> he orders this kit, and it's kind of in the style of a log cabin, and it's two stories. Wow. So this must have been the summer of 70, uh, summer of 72. Um, I was born in 1973, and when my, in the summer, when, when I was born at St. Mary's Hospital in Detroit Lakes, my parents brought me home to an old house that was, that at the time sat behind Zorba's. Um, so that was still in running and but, operating. So I digress. So my dad was in um, Southern Ca- in Mammoth in Southern California building a restaurant via a kit that he'd ordered through the mail. And my mom stayed here in, um, in Minnesota to run Zorba's oh. for that particular summer. My dad builds, um, builds a restaurant. He calls it, it's the Mogul. Um, and it's a, little st- it's a little steakhouse. But one of the uh, funny little um, elements to it, after he built it, he had parts left over. So you don't, when you order a kit or if you have a model plane or a model car, typically you don't have parts <laughs> left over. So he obviously, he skipped, he, he may have lightly glanced at the instruction manual and then just kind of, it was free, free-formed the build-out, I guess. Uh, so he builds this uh, restaurant called The Mogul um, in Mammoth, California. And uh, so that was only open, that was open in the winter during the ski season for a few years. Sure. So um, then... After that was built and operating, my mom moved um, would bounce back and forth with my father between Southern California in the winter, in Mammoth, and then Detroit Lakes in the summer um, to run Zorba's. He uh, ran uh, the mogul for 
must have been three or four years, so this must be now 77, 78-ish or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and and forgive me if I get my timelines a little screwed up. And and listeners, feel free to email me if, <laughs> if, if you want to if you want to break this down. Uh, so he decides that um, his father-in-law, my grandfather, my mom's dad, who was um, basically he lived in Southern California and he owned a um, a filling station in Malibu at the time. But, What's a filling station for gas, uh, gas station. station. Okay, yeah, okay. and repair shop. But he had a, um, he was with Standard Oil at the time, and I apologize, Dirk, I'm all over the place right now. No, I apologize. I love it. I love so it. if you need to, if you need to, you know, get me back on track, if, if, <laughs> I, if I get, if I derail slightly, just, Mogul I'd, all over oil. the map. You could, <laughs> and you could reach across this cool PV speaker and, and slap me in the, and slap me in the face to get me back, uh, to get me back on track. But so Your now let me let me think about where I've I've got. Um, you told me to paint the picture, yes, right? Yes, yes. So I, love it. I guess, hey, <laughs> listeners, blame Dirk. This is his fault if if this is the most rambling <laughs> podcast of all time. Uh, so he's now my mom and dad to get uh, to get back to my uh, the center of the story. They have Zorbas in Detroit Lakes. They're operating that in the summer. They have the Mogul Steakhouse, which is in Mammoth, California, which is open in the winter. And it's like 1977 or 78. Now my grandfather is running a service station in Malibu. He has a falling out with, um, I believe Standard Oil was who he was partnered with. Standard Oil then terminated his franchise agreement and, um, and basically, so basically my grandfather had a, um, needed to find a new franchise partnership um, with a with a petroleum company with a gas company and he needed to find a location to put it so um, he kind of found Palm Desert California yeah. which is in the Coachella Valley near Palm Springs he opened up a gas station there and then he mentioned to my father that he thought this would be a good opportunity to maybe you know look to open a res- open up a restaurant there it was another emerging community um, it was really starting to explode its profile was being raised but land was still relatively cheap um, and he just thought that opportunities um, were, you know, abound. So my dad said, you know what, that sounds like a great idea. So he, um, he sells the mogul. And what's interesting about the sale to the mogul, once again, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm pivoting in a slightly different direction. But uh, my dad's first hire at the mogul was a gentleman named Dan. Uh, Dan's last name slips my mind, but what's interesting about this is Dan still owns the mogul to this day. Really? One of my best friends from college was in Mammoth Skiing recently, and he, he went to the mogul for dinner, and he took a picture of it. So even though my dad didn't use all the pieces to build it, <laughs> it's, still, it's still standing. And the gentleman <laughs> that, he, that he sold it to in the late 70s is still operating it. Wow. But what's fascinating about Dan, along with that, was he was my dad's first hire, and he had just graduated. Um, he, I believe he went to... Berkeley, Cal Berkeley, fantastic yeah. school. Yeah. And then he got an advanced degree at Stanford. Oh, wow. And then he goes to Mammoth and he said, I d-, he's like, all I want to do is wash dishes. He was so exhausted. <laughs> and my dad's like, okay, I guess if all you want to do is wash dishes, and uh, even though you have like a, a PhD in mathematics from Stanford or something like that, you know, I guess maybe you're slightly overqualified, just slightly, but but we could we could massage you into the schedule to wash dishes. And then, you know, five years later, he obviously Dan moved into a, a leadership role and then ultimately bought the mogul for my father, and he still wow. owns it um, wow. to this day, which is cool. Um, so my dad sells the mogul to Dan. Um, and and Dan, if you're listening, if, I, I apologize if, if if that's not exactly your name. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure it is. 
uh, if it's Daniel or if it's maybe David, and I've you know I'm I'm short circuiting, but uh, this pressure of this podcast, yeah, Derek, is, yeah, it's overwhelming. <laughs> So, you, so you then now we're in moves to Palm Desert, California. Desert. My dad um, found a piece of property there. He opened up a restaurant called the 19th Hole. Um, by a golf course. It was, yeah. Be, I mean, it's, it was by a golf course, yes. I mean, there's so many golf courses there in, oh, okay. uh, in Palm Desert and Palm Springs. But um, but it was very, it was on theme, right, with the valley. Oh, okay. So then that was in the late, uh, late 70s. So my parents had the 19th Hole, which was open in, uh, just open in the winter. Okay. That's sure. a very, very, at the time it was a very seasonal area. Um, snowbirds would go there in the summer, excuse me, in the winter, yeah. but in the summer it would be so excruciatingly hot. It would be 110, 115, 120. So the majority of the population leaves. Okay. Left at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, that's changed a bit since then. But um, so they have the 19th hole in the winter and, and Zorba's in the summer. Zorba's was, you know, open essentially Memorial Day to Labor Day. And the establishment in uh, Southern California was open uh, Labor Day to Memorial Day, effectively. Yeah. So then we would. So and you were only five years old, six years old, and so you were, you were the luggage. You you. you I was the luggage. <laughs> you exactly. were coming along. I was you the had luggage. No school. We um. I w- so I went to school in Southern California. Oh, that's where um. I basically, I went to uh, I started, ba- my entire life I was up through college. I bounced back and forth. Yeah. I spent all my winters in Southern California, in Palm Desert, and all my summers here in Detroit Lakes. Okay. Okay. So um. So yeah, we would we would bounce back and forth, and then it um. And the nineteenth hole was uh. It started as as the Coachella Valley, where Palm Desert situated, um, was situated, continued to um grow and expand. Um, there became more and more opportunity there. So the nineteenth hole then start was open twelve months out of the year out of the year and. And then the season, and then Detroit Lakes, the season started to expand at Zorba's because more and more people, Detroit Lakes was, was growing yeah. and more and more and people 80s, were here in the time, winter. Wasn't it? Exactly. Wasn't so it like the destination in the eighties for people to come? Well, in the summer, I mean, it was, uh, it's, it's always been very, very, you know, it's always been very, very popular and a few things have led to ebbs and flows. Um, my dad would tell me stories about, um, when the drinking age went to 18 for a few years from from 16 or, or down well you're in the u.s or oh. remember you're in yeah. the u.s yeah. right now we're okay. not we're not we're not in germany uh <laughs> so when okay so that right now the drinking age is is 21 oh, is obviously oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> it is okay uh but there was a time um and once again forgive me listeners if i don't have my years exactly right but there was a time it must have been 80 like 82, 83, 84, yep. where the drinking age was lowered to 18 oh, okay. for a couple of years. Okay. Um, so that, you know, led to a bit of, um, well, I mean, there was, there were some, op, you know, some operational challenges that, in, that, and there was also opportunity. I mean, yeah, there was, was a, a new boom. subset of people. There was a, a slight boom, right? Yeah. There was, there was a new group of individuals that can now have, Catered. um, have some, have a few beers, um, who hadn't been able to do so before. Uh, so that, um, kind of led to that's just an example of there there was some there was you know opportunities come opportunities go but um Detroit Lakes fundamentally was continuing to grow and you know with that we continued to um lightly expand the season at Zorba's we you know we would started opening like early May then we started opening um you know middle of April then we started opening the middle of March you know and then we started closing the middle of September and then you know the middle of October so our season started to lightly expand and that that expansion began in um, kind of the mid 80s okay. um, along with we opened our second location in uh, Purim 
here on Little oh. Pine Lake in uh, 1983. It's interesting. There's actually, um, <laughs> there's, we actually have constant conversations within within the company um, to include a, uh, a couple of our first operating partners, our, some of our management team at Little Pine on what year it actually opened. <laughs> There's a debate whether it was 83 or 84. It was one of the two. It was either 83 or 84 where we opened Little Pine. And then um, from there, it's just kind of been slow and, and slow and steady growth. And then in uh, the late, basically in the late 80s, uh, not actually the early 90s, 91 specifically, I had just graduated from high school. I graduated from high school in Palm Desert, California. Um, go Aztecs. And um, I, there was opportunity in both markets. There was opportunity in Southern California um, with the 19th hole, you know, to, to continue to improve and expand. There was opportunity here in, um, in Minnesota, in the small central northern Minnesota resort towns where we like to do business, uh, where we love to do business. There was opportunity in both areas, but, um, but both uh, businesses, my father felt were suffering slightly because, um, and he wasn't taking advantage of every opportunity that was presented because he was being pulled in, in too many different directions, having to bounce back and forth from Southern California um, to Minnesota. So part of the catalyst of um, then, well, my parents then settling in um, the upper Midwest in Minnesota on a year round basis was, uh, they felt that there was better opportunity in Minnesota. Okay. I had graduated from high school. I have two brothers who are um, who are much younger than me, so they're they're um, they're all for it. They had you know to move here. They yeah they didn't care. There was they were enthusiastic to, to experience something new, see some snow, you know, see some snow, <laughs> whip snowballs at one another, you know, ice fish, snowmobile, ski. So they were pumped to do that, and um, so my parents said, hey, let's just uh, let's sell, let's sell what we have in Southern California, um, let's make. Um, let's make Minnesota our home base um, and, you know, let's truly, you know, focus on Zorba's and, and see what opportunities are out there and, you know, continue to slow and intelligently grow. So that, um, so then my parents moved from Southern California with my two younger brothers to Minnesota, um, actually Fargo at the time, um, until for, um, for my parents, to, or for, excuse me, for kind of my brothers to um, pursue the the sports that that they were really enthusiastic about. Um, oh, sure, sure. They missed they missed the uh, the hockey opportunity because you know they they were grew up in in Calif in Southern there California. Wasn't. There wasn't a lot of there wasn't a lot of hockey opportunity. So my parents moved to um, Fargo um, for my brother's schooling, and um, and then my dad, uh, you know, started focusing on um, what opportunities may lie with Zorbas from a growth perspective. So now he has Zorbas in Detroit Lakes, and now that's and now Zorbas is open year round at the time. So this was we went year round in 1992. Oh, so prior to that we were seasonal. Just at, started out Memorial Day to Labor Day, and now it's um, we opened up at the second Zorbas in 1983 or 84, depending on who you talk to, um, and um, well back to you know back to some slow and steady growth. Then we opened. Um, wait wait wait. Uh, now before Thank you that. for getting me back on track. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I've missed a few other openings. The, the, okay, you did. But my question was, and I want to backtrack just quite a bit almost, you <laughs> called it the beer shack earlier. So let me actually, now Zorbis is pizza and nachos and, and, and food. Mm -hmm. It was originally a candy store. Mm -hmm. We learned how the name came about and your father's marketing talent mm -hmm. I should say and speech actually you have um, 
very verbal is that a term uh, like uh, language advertisements you know you 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 work a lot with language that may be the reason why he probably established that that marketing uh, um, the culture style, cu- style. Mm-hmm. The, the, yeah the mar- marketing style but let me go back so we had a candy store so did you always just add pizza or was it just actually a beer shack was it first just a bar because you mentioned the term beer and bar before I ever heard pizza sure. so how how did Zorbas actually <coughs> became this colorful environment mm-hmm. and and such I and I appreciate you taking me taking me back to the roots and <laughs> don't hesitate to interrupt me yeah, Dirk, no. because I feel I, I don't want to hijack this conversation no, and there are times no, I think sure. some listeners may find you far more interesting than no, me no 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 <laughs> it's all about you. it's good it's, it, it, so how did that happen was it so when we opened in 69 at the time it was just we had uh grain belt beer on tap and frozen pizza and that was and Pizza that was corner. and that was it something like that right exactly really? and um, when we started to move into um, you know broadening our offerings um, focusing on fresh made product and we make um, every we make um, all of our all of our uh, products in house on a daily basis so the dough everything is our doughs made fresh throughout the course of the day. Um, our um, our pizza sauce is made with um, vine ripened organic tomatoes out of Italy, and um, the, all of our toppings are um, proprietary toppings that are custom blends for us. Our cheese is 100% real. That's that's made specifically um, for Zorba's. Uh, we cut all of our own you know veggies in house, fresh. So okay, that was that wasn't that certainly wasn't um, the, the beginning. But what brought us toward what um, kind of inspired us to move in that direction was my uncle. Okay, his name Rick Jansen and. Um, he had a, um, a pretty extensive culinary background, and then he married my dad's sister, and um, they, as a family, bounced back and forth with, with us as well. He kind of, he ran both, he started running the kitchen in um, the establishment in Southern California, and he was my dad's first operating partner at Zorba's in Detroit Lakes, and he was really, um, he really had the vision to um, improve the quality of our product substantially, and um, he wrote all of our original recipes and was heavily, heavily influenced in in um in the ethos of Zorba's and what it is now, um, okay. for sure. And, and then and then it was a small. It, it always was added on, uh, uh, and it grew because you have a big footprint. I mean, we you have quite a we do Disneyland. Yeah, we I mean, we we've <laughs> kind of um it's been slow and steady, but we've been able to um you know think adjust as the market has adjusted, and you know adjust as consumer um, consumer demands change, and we've been able to um now we're you know we we're able to emphasize, you know, that which we think, um, you know, the market would like to see. Um, it's about action, right? And I think in every community, action creates action. And you want to create a, what what is appealing to, you know, to those to attract them to our markets. And um, amenities, amenities are incredibly important. And um, we're, uh, we'd like to feature live music heavily yeah. at the majority of our locations. So at the Detroit Lakes mm-hmm. location, is that 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 candy is not a- there anymore. None of the structures. I mean, I know you just remodeled last year uh, substantially, mm-hmm. but but is is it still there? Was it there? It is. So when you walk through the f- when you walk through the front doors, that is the original structure. Really? Mm-hmm. That is the original structure. It's it's fascinating. So, um, and trying to paint this picture, even though you know this is a uh, <laughs> a podcast, obviously. So <laughs> yeah. no, no one's visual, no one's no wa- no one's watching. <laughs> Um, but if as you walk in, uh, as you walk into, as you walk into Zorba's, Dirk, and you head towards what we call it's kind of old school Zorba's. Okay. That's I mean that's the original bar to your right, um, and there's um, that's the the interior um, where all the high tops yeah. sit, if you will. In the middle there. That's that was the original structure. 
Um, so that was the original candy store. Um, on the kind of the on the perimeter of the building now, where um, there's um, a collection of a, approximately twelve booths. Okay. Um, yeah. My father actually built that structure as well, and he always liked to. Um, cl- he uh, he had six inch frost footings. I don't know if you're, um, oh, and I'm not, in the right. I mean, I'm Only not, I'm not inch. a contractor, but he always, he always found it funny that he put in six inch frost footings and now, you know, certain requirements are much more than that. <laughs> and, and the building is still standing. Uh, and, you know, once again, he wasn't, uh, he, uh, construction wasn't his forte, you know, as I, as I explained, but, uh, but Hey, he's, he's, he's two and oh from a construction standpoint. Tell us about, uh, tell us about growing up as Cole, the son to Tom, and like he must have been very energetic. Was he funny? Was he strong? I mean, he had a lot of help. He, he just uh, his brother-in-law became the chef, helped him. So he was Correct. not a culinary. So your dad probably was artistic. He was creative. He was yeah. entrepreneurial. And how was it to watch that? I mean, now you are the entrepreneur, <laughs> and now you probably apply a lot of. I assume. Uh, and we haven't even touched on your uh, academia. I think you went to university in, in California, didn't you? Didn't you have an accounting background? I went to um, I went to the University of Notre Dame. Oh, yeah, in, uh, even better. Yeah, South Bend, <laughs> Indiana. Yeah, go Irish. Yes, yeah. I, I I visited the campus, and actually Kenny Nelson went to. He did. Uh, yeah, so I had him in this podcast too. Mm-hmm. So I admire both of you. Um, well, thank okay, you. yeah. So you have a business background. I do. So no, like so, uh, but you are applying the entrepreneurial energy that was spoon-fed to you. Tell us, how was it watching an entrepreneur like your dad? Well, my dad, um, I, my dad is the ultimate hype man, I guess, for, uh, not in a snake oil salesman What's kind of way. Man? Like, uh, he wants, like, he's out to pump up the crowd. Okay. Right? Entertainer. He's an entertainer. He's, he kind of had a, um, he, he passed away a few years ago okay. um, after a long fight with cancer, but, I mean, he definitely, um, he always, one of his uh, taglines that he liked to use from a promotional standpoint is, life should be gulped, not sipped. Um, and he, de- I mean, that was definitely something that he embraced with with open arms. He was a larger than life personality, and when he walked in a room, um, he you definitely knew he was there, and his presence was felt. But in a very in a very gregarious, uh, welcoming, um, charming, charismatic, uh, charismatic kind of way. And his nickname was um, many, many, many years ago. His friends um, dubbed him Jumbo. Um, was his that's was his nickname? Okay. And not only because he was a big dude. It's about uh, six six, you know, oh, two hundred eighty pounds, um, kind of a grizzly bear build. But uh, it was also because of his personality. So he was not only larger than life, um, figuratively, but literally, um, through through his personality and, and charisma. Um, we just had last week. Um, we have a um, a party for our staff every yeah. every year. We close all of our all fifteen of our locations, and we kind of we descend on the beaches of Gull Lake at Cragen's Resort. Yeah. And we just did that last Tuesday, and um, we call it Jumbo Palooza, which is kind of that. So that's Honor the origin you. story of the name. It's okay. kind of certainly it's a day to um, first and foremost to celebrate our staff. You know, our staff they throw a great party for our guests on a daily basis. Um, so it's a day for my partners and I to throw a great party for our staff. But it's um, it's also a day to metaphorically high five my dad for sure. Um, so that's Jumbo. Yeah. Um, and you ask kind of what what he was like and what it was like you know growing up with a with a larger than life um, personality it was it was awesome and he one thing that he always emphasized um, for me and as, as well as my my younger brothers um, number one positivity and um, 
and that was I don't I I don't think a day went by that he didn't like tell me that some version of uh, hey we 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 live in a vortex of positivity Cole and it's just hey you know you 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 create your own you know you kind of you create your own headspace yeah. and you're in control of your own destiny yeah right um, and you know we're not we're not beholden to the whims of of factors beyond our control right you know we we're in control okay and um, and also a resourcefulness <laughs> he would he would it's just like Cole you got to be resourceful figure it out. You know, uh, he was always there. There was always, I mean, he was always guiding with with a very fatherly light touch. But he certainly, you know, he wasn't afraid to, to let me scrape up an elbow every now and then, um, so that I so that I wouldn't scrape scrape my elbow later. Um, but uh, he was he was an awesome he was an awesome dude, a gigantic personality, fantastic father, um, a, and a great a great mentor. And um, I miss him. Yeah, I miss him. Yeah. So, but. Uh, so we, but we, you were right about, I mean, from the from a marketing standpoint, and I, where he, um, I mean, he grew. I mean, you know, frankly, uh, he he grew up with absolutely nothing. I mean, my my grandfather, his father, just worked worked for the Department of Transportation his entire life. He built, like, he helped uh, build Highway 59, um, the new Highway 59. Those that may be from the area remember when that project took place. I believe in the late 50s, early 60s. Um, so they didn't they didn't have much. Um, if anything, but uh, that didn't that didn't you know stop my dad for from uh, swinging from the fences. He had some misses, uh, but he had a lot of he had a lot of hits too. Huh. Um, he you know he, and he wasn't afraid to experiment and take risks. So that's I think that's something that um, intelligent risks, of course. And he was wise, I believe, to to get in talent. Yeah, he he he, saw him, he got partners. Absolutely, and I, so he grew his company w with. The help of many. Absolutely. So, and, you know, that's one thing that I don't know if I would have had, um, I don't know if I would have had the, the I don't know if wherewithal is the correct word, but if I would have had the vision to do what he did from a structure standpoint, I think um, I'm gonna, I learned a lot from him and I'm certainly learning every single day from, um, from the great people that I work with. But um, to provide an, an opportunity of partnership um, was, was uh, incredibly smart. From his standpoint, so all of our locations, I have an operating partner at each location, who um, who has a substantial interest in the business. So that um, I think all my partners, I mean, they they certainly not only are they fantastic people who are well well educated, professional, um, and detail focused, but they're um, they're incentivized through ownership, and that was entirely established by my father. Um, I think that was very that was very very smart structure. So that's on a his, from so his they, point. They buy in, uh, and they live the restaurant the operation mm -hmm. so it's theirs I mean I certainly work hard um, to provide them with all the tools that they need to succeed and you know provide with um, near-term and long-term strategy you know and then communicate what we're trying to accomplish um, but you know their um, their success you know is, is predicated upon their talents mm -hmm. so when you took over um, was there like eight restaurants in the portfolio and you added seven or how many sure. did you add or like what happened so if we so we can back up a little back up Fargo. back to the uh we'll go to the Fargo? we're back in the late 80s now <laughs> no we'll, we'll go we'll just take this to yes. the early 90s yes. but in the late 80s while we were still in southern california in the winter in minnesota in the summer um we opened zorba's on little pine in either 83 or 84 we opened zorba's on pelican lake oh, um yeah. which is just outside about uh 14 miles from detroit lakes we opened on the northwest shores of Pelican in 1987, mm -hmm. and then um, we opened Zorba's in Otter Tail Lake 
which mm-hmm. is about 20 miles outside of Fergus Falls, uh, in 1988. Mm-hmm. And then we opened... Oh, every, yeah, and s- exactly. But all of, so now all of these locations, and this kind of helps, you know, can um, put in context why, you know, my father felt he was being pulled in several directions and he needed to... It's, it would be best um, for the long term, best for the business long term if he were in one place, mm-hmm. um, whether that be Minnesota or California. And then in 1989, he opened up a location in Cross Lake, Minnesota, on um, on Cross Lake, which is about uh, 25 miles north of Brainerd. It's oh, on, wow. on Cross Lake is in the Whitefish chain. Yes. So he opened that in 1989. Not Park Rapids. No, Park Rapids opened in 2005. Ah, okay. Um, so now he has, uh, f- there's five Zorbas, um, all just open in the summer, um, primarily Memorial Day to Labor Day with a slightly extended season in Detroit Lakes and then two restaurants in Southern California. Um, now it's it's 1991. I graduate from high school. My parents decide they need to be in one place. They choose that place to be it, Fargo in the winters, essentially. And um, not many people winter in Fargo. <laughs> I guess they do if they well, if they have a cabin. It, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and then they were then they um, then they spend their time their summers in Detroit Lakes. Um, and that's 1991. And uh, and then. You know, my dad as a he wasn't um, you know afraid to take risk and and he needed to experiment and see you know and maybe have a proof of concept and refine exactly what he was looking for um, with Zorba's how the concept was going to evolve. So then he opened up a little um, a little space in Fargo. Um, there was a nightclub called The Rock, which isn't there any longer. It's um, it's near West Acres, but they had a little they had a um, a kitchen space there that uh, Zorba's took over. Uh-huh. In '93, so he experimented with um, he experimented with the Fargo market lightly. He opened up a location in Pine River, Minnesota, as yeah. well, um, in '93, and then he opened up a location in Malac, okay, on um, on Lake Malac in '94. Um, Every al- year, ultimately, oh. those those three those their experiments. Uh, Pine River was uh, kind of in Main Street. Um, downtown, you know, not on the water. Yeah. Different vibe, obviously. Malak was um, off, relatively speaking, off the lake, limited lake access um, on a really, really busy freeway. Um, mm. Great exposure, but it turned out to be more um, drive-by country. Mm. Um, people want to get to their destination. It's not necessarily a place where you would want to stop, sure. um, is what, kind of what we learned. And then... Um, the Fargo market, it just, essentially, he, he learned that there, the scale wasn't there um, at those uh, at those three businesses um, in those two locations with those three slightly modified, you know, approaches to, um, to site selection. So then uh, in 98, when we opened uh, Zorba's on Gull Lake, is when we closed those three locations just to kind of um, focus, focus our efforts on on um, the rollout of our new location, which at the time in '98 that was our the biggest undertaking we'd ever um, uh, we'd ever attempted was opening the location there. Yep. As far as why how big it uh, it's the size, the scale, the scope, the investment. Okay. Um, it's huge. Or I don't know. I haven't been there. It's a big location. Okay. Um, in a I mean a, in, a, in an awesome. It's an awesome. It's an awesome market. I love all of our markets. They're all equally awesome. People ask me, Cole, which location's your favorite? And my answer is always well. Um, if do you have a favorite child, right? <laughs> yeah, you okay. may you you love them equally but differently, yeah, right? Yeah. I love I love them all equally but differently. They're yeah. all unique and they have their own personality. So um, mm. 
So then we opened up Zorba's on Gull Lake in, 19, in 1998. Um, and that's where I had... Um, I graduated from college in um, in '95, and then you know my dad wanted me to go and work in the real world for a few years, um, so I did, and it was a great ex- you know it it was a fantastic experience. I feel like I got my um, kind of my my master's degree Where did you in work? business, uh, in real life, you know, rather than um, you know in the in the sanguine halls of a of a of a university somewhere in the Northeast right. or the Upper Midwest. So then I came back into the fold um, in '98. Oh, you just took two years off. And I was three years. I was I was um, working for a company that um, a at the time there was um, the casual dining segment had had exploded. Okay. So I'd started with a um, with a business with a it's called Don Pablo's Mexican Kitchen was the name of the company. They're now bankrupt. Oh. Uh, so I guess I, I made the right decision to move <laughs> on. Uh, but I started with them while I was in college in South Bend, and. Um, and they were expanding very, very aggressively. And so then I moved to the Minneapolis market and helped open, um, let me see, I think up to, we had eight locations in the greater Minneapolis market Wow. in um, between the years of 95 to 97. Mm-hmm. Um, and the intention was to, conti- was to continue working with them, you know, or a light company for a few more years, you know, could continue to glean what what they do exceptionally well, maybe, you know, learn about what their weaknesses may be and, and, you know, apply them to make our family business the best version of itself it could possibly be. Um, but when the Gullick opportunity came about, it was, it was something that was just, um, it was, it's a wonderful opportunity and, and, um, but it was just too much for my father to, to bite off and chew on his own. Okay. So then I came back in, in 98 to help open up Zorba's on Gull Lake. So that's oh, then you got really involved besides busing Correct. and cleaning. So Correct. then you got hands-on in the operational part exactly. of the group. Right. So I helped open up um, Zorba's on Gull Lake. And then at that point, um, from my experience within the company, I've been, I was an operating partner at um, Zorba's on Pelican Lake from 99 to 2004. After Gull Lake? After Gull Lake. Five years, so you... Oh, okay, so you were hands-on there. On there. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. And then I would always, I would, you know, be, you know, helping, you know, continue then building relationships with the operating partners, um, helping provide them with the tools that they need to succeed, you know, learn, you know, what, what our strengths are, um, try to identify what our weaknesses are and improve upon them. Um, so that was, so that's 98. We opened up Gull Lake and um, I was an operating partner at Pelican for quite a few years. And then we opened up Park Rapids, which you referenced in 2005. Question now. Yes. We have all those uh, um, locations, and they're all, or the majority is right on the water's mm-hmm. edge or very close. Yes. Um, I wasn't really aware of that until I visited many places. I have been actually, I have been in DL, Park Rapids, Pelican Lake, Pine, um, Otter Tail. Yeah, we met at Otter Tail last yeah. week for a cocktail. Yeah. And then Actually, you were drinking tonic. Uh, yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I was having. A I was going to say. <laughs> um, I was punched out though. Th- it was. I was. <laughs> I like to experience the locations from the guest perspective, right? You want to. You want to breathe the air, and you know, you want to try to see what yeah. the guests see, and Absolutely. and how can we? How can we improve the? Um, the yeah, how can we improve the experience? How can we um, improve the the dynamics of pouring a Red Bull vodka, which was <laughs> just what I was what I was consuming that day. <laughs> Thanks for driving me home too. I appreciate it. Absolutely, <laughs> no problem. Anytime, anytime. Say so. Do you always like? I mean, obviously, uh, building code nineteen seventy one setback regulations. 
my point is, were you always taking over uh, um, restaurants that failed, or, or like how how were you able to get so close to the water's edge? Yes. So so here's so exactly uh, there's uh, because building codes change and we understand and there's um, you know there's shoreline impact zones and there's impervious impervious and ordinances that are in place and um, but some of our locations they they were um, they're so unique and. Um, just old resorts or old old restaurants old restaurants old resorts a comp you know a comp candy shop right oh, yeah, of um, course. Yeah, there the was original. a Zorbas on Pelican was a, a repurposed um, storage building for boats so oh. my dad really took he took a unique approach to to finding all of his locations you know we really like to and now more than anything and through some of our failures I think it helped us you know sharpen exactly what we're looking for you know and, and we know that we don't want to do business in the urban jungle um, the concrete jungle if you will we always want to smell that lake air, feel the breeze. Um, we always we're um, focused on central and northern Minnesota resort towns, on uh, I like to call them heavily recreated party lakes. We want lakes with personality, mm -hmm. um, and um, you know people that are passionate about their lake. They're passionate about their community. Um, you know that's that's what we want to be there and and serve. And, um, and those are the communities that we want to be a part of. The so, ones vibrant that they have they have a heartbeat and a personality and a point of view. I think Zorba has shaped uh, uh, pretty much maybe the character of a lake even because I, before I even knew it, I, I had I, w I lived in Fargo first and then I had was like oh yeah I want to be on Arthur's Lake you know close to where that Zorbis is and I, and again like back then I had no clue what that even meant. But well, that's cool to hear. But it was really cool <laughs> and it's just you're an institution we say in the German language. I know you're an institution. You're a culture. It's really. A culture and you are a brand I, I mean you are lake life so when you took over and going backwards now you we were we arrived at Park Rapids 2005 Correct. So you own since 2007 2007 is when is when I purchased the company from my parents yes so you took over and mm. um, you had eight restaurants then I was pretty close when you bought that's that sounds correct okay so you almost doubled. seven well we have a uh, we also, we purchased, so, you know, you mentioned at the beginning our, um, it was all happenstance that we named our companies almost the exact same thing, which is hilarious. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know Lake Life Hospitality. But, but I mean, it, it obviously it makes sense, and uh, and you'll hear from my lawyers later. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you can find it, though. You're a lawyer yourself. <laughs> uh, so, Lake Life Hospitality Group, we have we have the 11 Zorbas, and then we have four what we call our alternative concepts. Um, so, the Fireside and Detroit Lakes on um, on Detroit Lake, mm -hmm. uh, Long Bridge, which Long Bridge? is also my, on Detroit my Lake. My favorite. Thanks. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, Shoreham. Hotel Shoreham, which is on Lake Sally in sh in the village of Shoreham. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, Lure Lake Bar in Alexandria. We also we purchased the Fireside in 2005, as well. Oh, that long ago. And then um, I then purchased the company from my my mom and dad in 2007, and uh, then we opened up Zorba's on Pokegama in Grand Rapids. Um, in 2007 as well. Mm -hmm. And then 2009, we opened up Zorba's on Big Sandy, which is in McGregor, Minnesota. Mm -hmm. And then 2011, um, 2012 actually, we opened up Zorba's on Green Lake in Spicer, which is about yeah. um, 100 miles northwest of Minneapolis, St. Paul. That's our closest location. Or both uh, Spicer and Alexandria are both about 100 miles from Minneapolis, St. Paul. Maybe the Alexandria locations are a little bit further, but that's one of the two closest locations to the cities. And then, um, so that was, and then Zorba's in Alexandria in 2013. 
So we've just kind of, like every, since 2005, we've kind of opened up at a new location or acquired an existing location every every two to three years, basically, mm. has been the rhythm of the business to this point. So fascinating to me is that I think I don't, I don't think there's a day that goes by that I don't see an individual woman or man wearing a Zorbis item, whether it be a shirt, a hoodie, or a hat, year round. So when did you actually, did your father add already? I mean, I know it's normal in, in America that there's like t-shirts being sold at a, an establishment, not so much in Germany, but <laughs> at all actually. But you are also a fashion item, like you're a lifestyle. So when did that happen? That people actually really identify themselves with the Zorbis experience. That's well, how I see it. It's I fascinating. I appreciate that. And there's, you know, that, there's nothing that puts a bigger smile on my face uh, than, you know, seeing someone walking around in a Zorbis sweatshirt. I mean, obviously, I in, independent of how much I love my girls and my, <laughs> and my wife. Yeah. <laughs> girls, if you're listening, I, you know, you put a smile on my face every, every <laughs> single day as well. Uh, you have two daughters. I do. Um, yeah. But it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. And how did it happen? How did that happen? Uh, that's a great question. You know, some some answer some things you wish you could bottle it and then, you know, recreate it and or sell it. Um, and I would like to th hopefully it's because of the personality of the locations. I think it's because of the fantastic job my partners do. Um, the pride that our staff takes in um, you know, we say we want every single guest that walks through our doors number one to feel like the most important person on the face of the earth and number two we want them to leave with a smile on their face. And if we're accomplishing that, I think we, we've, um, you know, we're then we're doing. I think we're doing a lot good, mm -hmm. right? We also, you know, really we want to serve delicious food. Um, we want people to have a fantastic experience. You mentioned that in the beginning. Mm. You know, it, it, it's it's a it's a vibe. It's a personality. It's an experience. Something to look forward to. That, that's what they look forward and, to. And right, and and maybe that lead that you know that leads that's it's a lifestyle, right? And I think if you know maybe people like to wear a sweatshirt. I'm wearing a Zorba sweatshirt now because you know it says something about you. It says that hey, I like to hang out at the lake, and you know I, I have a personality, and I like to have fun, and I'm a I'm a cool person. <laughs> Who designed the first items? Was it your dad? Did did he come up like how did that happen? Like how, because fashion, I mean I see shirts of yours which are just like really really good, and, and I, I I'm really impressed. I love it. Did your dad come up with this first items? Like initially, was it somebody? so we we really started. Um, I mean, he got in. You know, he started selling T-shirts right away. Oh, okay. And I think um, you know in the in the '69, early '70s, and I think that he pulled a lot of that from you know the experiences they had in Southern California. Okay. You know, hanging out on the beach. I think uh, you know sure. all the all the little you know the beer bars in Manhattan Beach or Hermosa Beach, Huntington Beach. You know, they were all tank tops and flip flops. Oh sure. And you know you could. Maybe at the time you could you could you could buy a muscle shirt, yeah. right, or a t-shirt. You right. know, throw on you know throw on a, a, a visor or whatever it may be. And you know a lot of a lot of the personality that he wanted to infuse into Zorba's, particularly the first location on the beach was you know obviously much smaller at a much smaller scale. And you know yeah. he was kind of a um, an an early adopter. You know, so he was inspired. To it. He was inspired by a lot of the Southern California um, beach vibe. Okay. That he was, uh, that he was the air that he was breathing right. during his breaks and during the summer um, when he was in college. Okay. Um, so then he started selling T-shirts right away, and you know I think uh, my dad always had uh, ample style and ample personality, and so he really took that upon himself until the early '80s when um, we partnered with Lake Shirts. Okay. Um, and I know we were one of the, we were one of their first customers, and and have you know have been for 
what is that almost 40 years yeah um and now they i mean they're they certainly take the lead in, in presenting us with um with garments i think would mm. be good fits for our concepts okay 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 and um the uh, the advertisements the slogans like there's a z or like uh, your, your dad wrote a lot of that script back he in did the day? he did and you know my um so the the transition and there this is something else that's um that's constantly debated um uh, debated very obviously uh friendly they're friendly debates of course when did we start um really you know ramping up the use of z's um in place of s's And we think it was it was sometime sometime in the late 80s when that started, and that was kind of inspired by my mom. My my, uh, my mom kind of saw the kind of the the classic Superman icon. Yeah, yeah. Um, and thought that it would that would work well. We were inspired by that. Um, we tweak it, add a Z, and start throwing that all over the place. You know, as a you know certainly that's something that's hyper recognizable and hyper associated with. Um, with our business and with yeah. our personality, uh, so it's that was my mom. So it was kind of, I guess, it was an amalgamation yeah. of my mom and my dad, and uh, you know, our early early employees, and you know, everyone had a voice, right? Yeah. And you know, it's one of those things, and you hear it, you know, you may hear it flippantly in, in corporate boardrooms, which, which we don't have one. <laughs> we're <laughs> we're very lean. We're a very lean organization at the top, but um, you know, we want to. There's no there's no such thing as a bad idea. You know, let's hear it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Let's hear it. Huh. And uh, I can only imagine, like uh, you mentioned once, uh, you have over a thousand helping hands during a summer. I think you said 1,400 people working through the season at all Zobers at all the lo restaurant locations. Is that true? Like yeah, during during peak during peak season in July. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll have uh, you know right around 12 yeah you know, 1,200 staff members. That is just amazing, and uh, uh, I cannot believe how much it like kind of grew and where it grew to. Is there Is there more growth? Are you thinking like, hey, we may want to go? I don't know. Is is are you still looking for new destinations? Absolutely. You know, um, I kind of you know mentioned beforehand what we what we look for in a um, in a town basically, or in a lake, or in a specific market. Um, we want to be in. We're going to be in central and northern Minnesota. We want it to be a resort town. Um, we want it to be, and we want the lake to be um, heavily recreated. And um, and have a party personality, right? And by party personality, it's hey, you've got you know people pontoons are packed and they're heading out to the sandbar to throw the frisbee and let the dog run around and you know and, and maybe have a bottle bass, right? I mean that's that's kind of that's what we're looking for, and so that's those are unique. Um, and you know we also want our locations to be on the water, mm. and there aren't there aren't a lot of those, you know. So it's finding it's trying to find the right market, the right lake, um, and the right location zoned properly at the right price so <laughs> so that that's a confluence of lots of, of five unique um unique line items uh that you know that's it's hard to find but we're not going to stop looking mm -hmm. and if the right opportunity presents itself um it's or we'd, we'd absolutely um absolutely continue to grow intelligently so like with like uh, um Have you ever considered to like even taking over like a whole resort or like um, I'm not sure like I mean like you can I mean your platform is speaking for itself so but you could do anything I mean you could even have a 
I mean, look at Hard Rock Cafe or something. I mean, I don't even understand yeah. the Hard Rock Cafe concept. <laughs> I mean, like, really? But, but like, you could have a hotel. Right. I, I mean, you, you, with, with, because you I do have like I do have a hotel. There just aren't any rooms, right, at the Hotel Shoreham. It's okay. it's yeah, fascinating. True. We still we get calls all the time of people you know people that want to book rooms. Um, oh really? And it I guess it makes sense. It, yeah. it used to be a hotel, but you know that location has um, it's I mean it's it's uh, there's so much history there. Um, there's such a there's such a, a wonderful legacy at that location. Yeah. Um, the personality of the place can't be duplicated. Um, and when um, I. I bought the Hotel Shoreham in 2014 from um, Rick Lynch, mm -hmm. who actually started the Hotel Shoreham, I believe, in 1971. Mm. So just two years Shortly after after, after my father started Zorba's. Um, so they always had a healthy competition, and uh, I always um, enjoy. I enjoyed Rick immensely. He was a fantastic businessman, and um, and the first thing that he did, I think that was that was really smart, is just to continue to name it. it he stuck with the name Hotel Shoreham, even yeah. though there were no longer any rooms and. Um, but it was such a, a cool spot with a fantastic history um, with, you know, what became, you know, very, very, very passionate, passionate fans of the brand. Um, What's with so, the hotel with the rooms? Can you see that? No. So, <laughs> yeah. Let's, thanks for getting me back on track, Dirk. You need to do that more often. Uh, you know, I've, I like to joke that I'm, I'm the least diversified person on the face of the earth. Um, it's, you know, it's simply it's it's restaurants. Um, that's that's what I that's what I do. Um, I think that's where um, our, as a company, where our expertise lies. And we're certainly not going to continue to get up every single day and, and um, become better at our craft. But um, right now, I think we're just, we're, we're hyper-focused on making, um, making our, making Lake Life Hospitality, making Zorba's and Lure, Longbridge, the hotel on the fireside, the best version of, the, of themselves they could possibly be. Mm -hmm. um, so that's that's really our focus, and then and then potentially identifying other opportunities to whether expand Zorba's or find um, you know find a legacy brand that's doing exceptionally well that um, you know that maybe is looking for um, an ownership change, to um, integrate different leadership mm -hmm. to integrate into the group. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I want to continue to create opportunities for my for the great people that I have working um, working with me. That's another driving factor too. How um, do you find talent? I mean, nowadays we are always concerned on. How to find talent? Mm -hmm. For example, if you see an opportunity, like mm, to take over a restaurant is one thing, and 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 let's say buying a book of business, or uh, I mean to to keep the the atmosphere and the lifestyle, it's often connected with the person who's running it. So if you, how I mean that must be very difficult. No, you're absolutely right. It's it's amazing how each one of my locations. Um, even though they are, you know, I, I mentioned that we try to provide them, I provide them with all the tools that they, you know, that they need to succeed. Um, we want our alternative concepts to have their own distinct personality um, and their own distinct, uh, their own distinct vibe. But um, but we're always going to, you know, focus on um, on the hospitality element. And you know, there is there isn't any deviation from across all 15 locations and five different brands and concepts of making sure that every single guest feels like the most important person on the face of the earth, making sure that every single guest leaves with a smile on their face, empowering my staff to solve problems that may be brought to their attention. Those are, you know, that's our ethos. That's uh, maybe to throw a little German in there. That's kind of the zeitgeist of our company, ah, right? That's zeitgeist. I've been waiting to use, I've been yeah. waiting to use that. Uh, <laughs> so we, we don't deviate from, from our purpose, our mission, our values. Um, but 
each location does take on its own little unique personality that is um, that reflects the operating partner, which I which is cool as well. I mean, you'll have you know people that say, well, Pelican is Zorba's on Pelican is my favorite Zorba's, or Zorba's in um, on Little Pine Lake is my favorite Zorba's, and I think that's cool. You know, it's because they're not uh, they're not cookie cutter. Right. They're all unique in their own way, yeah. um, which I think is you know is something that we're that we're going to continue to to emphasize. You know, maybe uh, that's also part why of the success because they're not just like always the same. It could be they're always. I mean, obviously location, but yes, the vibe and and I agree. I can see that because obviously you're extremely successful. I mean, 50 <laughs> years in business and 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 a great following and people love to carry your brand i mean that's a that's also one of the most beautiful feedbacks a business owner can have yeah people it is flattering and it is flattering and i mentioned it that um, very few things make me smile as big than than seeing someone maybe in an airport um in las vegas wearing a zorba sweatshirt yeah. as an example not that i spend much time in las vegas <laughs> uh, but you had mentioned how do i find people um all of my operating partners yeah. and i mentioned every um, all 15 locations have an operating partner on site who has a substantial portion of the business They've all um, come from within the organization. Okay. Um, so I'll give an example. Like my operating partner at Zorb is in Detroit Lakes. Yeah. Is Tate Jansen, who was my father's first operating partner's son. So like oh. me, when Tate was born, um, his parents then moved into the house that used to exist behind Zorba's. That's now the main stage for our live music performances. Oh, really? They brought him home to that house as my parents brought me home to that house wow. you know, four years earlier. Um, so our um, our partner here at Zorba's on Little Pine Lake in Purim, his name Mike Netland. Um, he started washing dishes at Zorba's in Detroit Lakes when he was 14. Huh. Um, our operating partner at the Hotel Shoreham, uh, Scott Schulte, he started working um, the pizza line when he was 14 at Zorba's on Pelican Lake. So those are kind of examples of you know where did um, the origin of my operating partners and what we're looking for. You know, and as I mentioned, creating opportunities within the company. Um, if you want to. And anyone out there, if you want to, uh, if you want to live in northern Minnesota and you want to be in hospitality and you're passionate about it, call me. <laughs> I've got a place for you. We'll weave you in. We'll uh, <clears throat> hopefully we'll, we'll train you well, and you'll be you'll have a fantastic time. And um, and the sky's the limit. Yeah. yeah, opportunities abound. Yeah, I I I love it. I, when I met you uh, during the past three years, uh, um, you were always very humble and and. Uh, not shy, but um, I'm very happy to see the the true passion when I have never spoken about your business so much as today. And I think it's a big part of the success uh, forthgoing after 2007 because you live, breathe, and you are the soul uh, that you were given by your father and your mother who is who grew this business. So I, I can now understand really... Um, I thought you were more of a numbers person, <laughs> actually. <laughs> uh, um, then I must admit that I experienced you today. So I can, I can, I hope that many more can feel the passion that you probably are carrying on from your father's uh, uh, origin for this restaurant. I mean the the pizza place. <laughs> it's amazing. Well, thanks, Dirk. I it, appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, no, it's uh, uh, it's very fascinating, and it's such a unique story that I'm very so happy to to be able to have uh, captured. And uh, is this just the beginning? Yeah. So um, you're you're shy of. Um, are you thinking your children may continue to grow and and do some out of it? What What are you thinking? We'll We'll see. I mean, my my girls are are very yeah. young. Yeah. Um, 
uh, eighth grade and fourth grade. So, oh, okay, yeah. uh, you know, there's they have a lot of a lot of life to live. But I certainly um, it would be you're young too. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's uh, there's nothing that would make I'm certainly my um, my mother and my father happier than to see this continue to be a family business. That's something that was always very very important to them. Okay. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. I'm certainly not going to discourage it. And my oldest daughter is already starting, is already working at Zorba's. Really? Um, so that's, and she loves it, which obviously um, thrills me. Uh, I started when I was five washing dishes. And you did? Yeah, certainly. Uh, labor, <laughs> child labor laws don't apply to families. So my, my mom don't. and dad, I know. I my, <laughs> my mom and dad took advantage of that opportunity. <laughs> uh, but I was, uh, I've learned a lot. It's, yeah. I won't stop. I won't stop learning. Yeah, no, I, I'm very happy that I'm able to follow you and be a part of the stories uh, as often as you share, and especially this one. And I'm excited to to see uh, another one of the locations. I was just at Lure two weeks ago, and I really loved it. I loved Thank that you. There. You just converted an existing restaurant co completely into this environment. If you haven't been there, it's, it's really a, it's a totally different environment, but uh, I was wondering if like you... You will try kind of like your fa father, your 19th hole and um, the mammoth. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, you can apply other restaurant vibes. Right. What's nice is because that's right across the street from Zorba's in Alexandria. And so, you know, we certainly want to create, um, you know, concepts that don't that complement one another. Yeah. And I think that um, I think the team had accomplished at accomplished that yeah with the opening vibe. of lure lake bar yeah yes really cool but thanks for making the trip down there Dirk. Dirk yeah. i appreciate it yeah i had to see it <laughs> yeah well um how that's how we usually close our interviews how do you like to spend your lake life like the personal you your wife your family what is what's your definition of lake life besides service eh? sure no of course well i mean there's there's nothing better than spending the day on the water right right so you're on the water on absolutely as much person? as as much as possible boat? absolutely yes you, you have a pontoon or you have a kind of uh one? it's um we love to pontoon yeah it's the best yeah. it's the best so you are cruising absolutely so you laid back so you're doing okay yeah no absolutely you're just like Laid back, just like Coolio. Are you familiar with Coolio, the I rapper? Am. Absolutely. Modern day philosopher. 1996, when I was a foreign exchange student, Coolio was pretty oh. big. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Good. <laughs> I wasn't born, so remember 99. I wasn't sure if you Coolio. only if you only knew the band Scorpion. Uh, from if Hanover. It's <laughs> <laughs> a German band. Yes, yes. Scorpio. Scorpion, yeah. Scorpions. Yeah. Or Berlin, perhaps. Actually, they're an English band, aren't they? I don't. Probably, but uh, Rammstein. Of course. German. We could go on and on. Uh, Nena. <laughs> 99 Luftballons, no, right? 99 Luftballons, yeah, genau. Or who, who sings? A Falco. Falco? When yep. he was Austrian, I think. Yeah. Forget Amadeus. That. Yeah. Amadeus, Amadeus. Amadeus. Like you? Rugby you? Amadeus. Yeah. <laughs> I did my research for this. You're not the only one doing research. <laughs> you really like, you love entertainment too, then obviously. I mean, provingly. Absol so. Absolutely. Yeah. And we have, so this upcoming weekend at Zorba's yeah. in Detroit Lake. So it, it's, it is our 50th anniversary party this oh. weekend. So um, music is back. Yeah, we have on Friday the um, the Crop Dusters take the main stage, and then on Saturday we're featuring Hardwood Groove. Okay. Um, we're gonna have a bunch of cool specials. Um, we have our own um, our own Summer of '69 um, American Ale with lemon zest brewed by Bent Paddle out of Duluth for us. Really? So we'll be pouring a lot of those. So um, we certainly encourage all the listeners to um, those that are that are still in uh, Minnesota who haven't you know fled. <laughs> for for the 
the impending winter, come out to Zorba's. You'll have a great time. Yeah, it's exactly Celebrate this 50 years. It is. Because we are airing this or pushing this right after you Oh, leave. perfect. So I'm putting perfect. this Yes, right I should have asked there. when this will yeah, yeah. air. Fantastic. <laughs> I appreciate that, Dirk. Yeah, so thank you so much for coming, taking the time to be with us. That was really one of the most fascinating interviews I had so far. So thank you. It was well, worth the wait of two years. <laughs> well, my pleasure. And um, I apologize that this I, my answers were more shotgun and, and less, oh, less sniper-like. Thanks, Dirk. Thank you. Have a good weekend. Yeah, this was already our uh, newest episode of the Lake Life Weekend podcast. We sure hope you enjoyed it. Uh, tune in again next week with another great guest and updates. Always check out our website, uh, lakelifeweekend.com. And if you have some comments, please feel free to email us at hello at lakelifeweekend.com. And uh, you have a wonderful weekend ahead. Uh-huh.